Looks, has time to throw. There's an out deep. Way downfield. Grab He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Goodbye. Tanner Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellett and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. More in motion. They get it to him. More in space. A burst of speed. A place down for Purdue. He's still going. More. Touchback. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. Bailey. The other way. Marcus Bailey. It's Tuesday. It's the first day of November, first night, I should say, since we're recording this live almost at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, live on the Boiler Breakdown Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Hit the like, hit the follow, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell. If you haven't done all that already, do all of it. Do it all. Follow Evan Webb right here, who is my co-host on Twitter at ET underscore Webb. Follow myself, Tanner Lee, if you want, on Twitter at Tanner Lee 92 And we're ready to rock and roll. Not only did Boiler Football take a bye last week, we decided to take a bye as well. We weren't trying to. But you know that thing life that thing life kind of got in the way. So uh, so far, just yeah. a two man show tonight. Maybe our our uh, other co-host Andrew Eiler will be joining us. Webby, I looked back. We haven't done a three man podcast since the Syracuse preview last month. Wow, man, life. Yeah, we take a bye week and we take a bye, and all of a sudden you come back engaged. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it was a good it was a good engagement weekend because Purdue didn't stress me out at all. They they were on the bye, so funny how that works out. But um, yes, yes, um, major life updates. So uh, you know, two of us will be getting married here next year. The other one mm-hmm. of us had a baby last year. So crazy, we're all grown crazy, up. crazy, crazy. But. Um, well, I think the bye week came at the perfect time for the Boilers. Yeah. Uh, we did, haven't even got to talk about the Wisconsin game, if you want to call it a game. <laughs> uh, six, 16 games in a row now. Wisconsin has beat Purdue. It was kind of same old, same old. I mean, heck, Purdue was down 14 nothing by the time they came on the ESPN airwaves. Yeah. Well, you, the city could watch the game on the ESPN app, but if you – Liars. Uh, I didn't even try, but look at looking at Twitter when – that was happening. It sounds like it wasn't even working, which is again, I mean, I don't know if it's just because I know it's happening, but I'm really excited that the Big Ten's leaving ESPN <laughs> in a couple yeah. of years. I thought I'd miss it, but no, ever since they've announced it, I'm like I'm just realizing all this stuff I hate about ESPN. So can't come soon enough. It's funny how they went from them. I mean, they're still probably the mecca of sports mm-hmm. channels and news, but not like they used to be. Mm-hmm. Not like they used to be. Um, yeah, I mean, Purdue just dug themselves in the hole. Wisconsin goes down, scores on the opening drive. Then Nate O'Connell throws a pick six, and it's, well, 14 zip already. And then we just mm-hmm. couldn't. We, we didn't have a problem moving the ball, but we just couldn't finish drives. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Mitchell Finneran missed a short field goal at one point. Uh, when that happened, that's when I was like, it's just not going to happen today. Not our day. If we, if we would have hit that, I'd be like, okay, you know, we, we're, you know, slowly chip away. You know, they're, they're not a great team. But once he missed that, I was like, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> not our day. Graham Mertz looked good. Um, 
Allen ran all over us, which, I mean, that that's Wisconsin against Purdue. It's just power <laughs> football. And Wisconsin just kind of putting their will towards Purdue. And it's just mm-hmm. frustrating. I just – I don't even know why I got my hopes up so much. Maybe because it's Wisconsin's worst team they've had in a while and an interim coach. And, you know, we were hot riding a four-game win streak going in. But it's just just same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Which is why because, like, you know, look at – I mean, there's, I saw some people saying, you know, Purdue can't show up in big games, which I don't believe because we've shown up in – you know, I mean, big games last year, the Iowa game was a big game. Michigan State was a big game. You know, obviously the bowl game, even, you know, say what you would about bowl games, but I mean, that was you know, a big time opponent as we're seeing now. And yeah, uh, we're the last year. team to beat Tennessee. So, yeah. Um, but it's just, it's it just sucks against Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, next year, the schedule has come out for next year. They're our first big 10 opponent. We get them at home in September, which will kind of be nice. Who knows if that'll help or not, but hey. Uh, not only, yeah, the positive thing of that's like, hopefully we'll be some, I mean, hopefully we don't have as many injuries this time around. Right, but, right, I mean, right. But also on the flip side, it's like, you know, we're going to be starting most likely a freshman and or, you know, inexperienced quarterback to say the least. And, you know, only a few games into the season, probably one of the first, you know, obviously legit tests that they're going to see. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting <laughs> with quarterback next year. They're Michael Limo who's going to be a redshirt junior next year, Brady Allen, who'll be a redshirt freshman, or maybe Purdue grabs somebody in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, what were your positives to take away from that game, if any? I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't remember a whole lot of positives. I mean, I, I think, thought I, mean, I thought Maccabee ran well. Maccabee, yeah, Maccabee was all right. But I think it got to the point where – we got so far behind that we couldn't really use them right. the way we wanted to because we had to throw the ball. And I don't know what it is against Wisconsin, but Aiden just can't. This is not good against Wisconsin. I'm sure he's no. glad to never see them ever again. No, he struggled um, against them last year, struggled this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, probably about the only thing I could really think of. Well, I'm going to go look at the box score because I, uh, I feel like, I feel like Payne, Payne Durham was a positive that day. I know he did catch a one-handed touchdown. That's true. Um, bad throw, but bad throw, but good catch. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It was it was thirty five twenty four was the final score, which mm-hmm. score was closer than the game really Nashville was. Game. Yeah. A- Aiden was thirty one for forty six for three hundred twenty yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Devin Mockaby had twenty three carries for one hundred eight yards and a touchdown. Kobe Lewis five carries for twenty one yards. Kindo Rue, one carry for two yards, which sounds like he's banged up and doubtful mm-hmm. for Saturday's game. Charlie Jones, 10 catches for 105 yards. Peyton Durham, six catches for 66 and a touchdown. Mershon Rice, three for 36. Deion Burks, three for 30. Paul Pafari, one for 23. TJ Sheffield, um, three for 21. Tyron Tracy, one for 18. Kobe Lewis, two for 13. Uh, defense, uh, Fakasiaki actually led us in tackles with seven. Oh, wow. Um, Sanusi Kane and Jack Sullivan had our two sacks. Um, yeah, so it, it wasn't our defense's best effort either. No. I mean, look at Wisconsin. Graham Mertz was 30 for, or 13 for 21 for 203, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Braylon Allen was uh, had 113 yards on 16 rushes. And then their backup running back um, had 72 yards on seven carries. Um, 
yeah, just was not good. Was not good. But um, yeah, I, I I think Leonard will end up being their coach. Yeah, I think yeah the fact that you know they haven't fired anybody else like it just seems like it's who they wanted and you know, they had to make a move before someone else got in there because you know as we're starting to see with you know coaches getting fired Auburn just fired their coach you know probably set the record for most buyout money they had to pay over the last couple seasons but you had to you had to lock him in most likely before things got crazy. Yeah, you know for everybody that thought the pandemic was going to slow down. College sports, especially college football, with buyouts and stuff, nah, nope, not at nope. all. It's a uh, competitive world out there, especially in the SEC. It's crazy. Um, but the Boilers, like we said, had a bye week last week. Uh, hopefully, got a little healthier. There's definitely some guys that needed the rest. A lot of guys playing through injuries. Um, we'll see if we who we get back. Hopefully, um, do we get Brock Thompson back this weekend? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I don't know if he's practicing or anything. Um, yeah, me neither. But Purdue uh, welcomes an opponent that put up some points for once, but they did play Northwestern last week, and the Iowa Hawkeyes were 4-4. Four and four. opponent that's been a thorn in their side, or a thor- <laughs> Purdue's been a thorn in their side, I should say, winning four of the last five matchups, um, including last mm-hmm. year when they were ranked number two up in Iowa City. A good thing for Iowa is that there is no David Bell this year, but the Boilers do have... Charlie Jones and Tyron Tracy, who both were Hawkeyes just last year. Um, so, Purdue's four-point favorite uh, noon game. First mm-hmm. noon home game of the year, Fox Sports 1. How are you feeling going into this one? Not as good as I was like three weeks ago or two weeks ago even, just because of the injuries um, and just because of the way our, our defensive backfield has been playing. I, mean, I know Spencer Pet- Petrus is not – a good quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, but our defensive backs have shown sometimes to take a bad quarterback and make him look like, you know, a Heisman front runner at times. Um, I mean, typical Iowa team, solid defense. I mean, it's going to be tough to score on them. Um, they're going to be physical. They're going to be big up front. Uh, you just can't, you can't let them get them, you know, give them confidence and get them or allow them to score early on. I think if we can, if we can get ahead of them early, as I was hoping we were against Wisconsin, and I think we can hopefully just kind of keep them at arm's length. But if we get behind like Wisconsin, I think it's going to be tough because that defense is legit um, and it could give us some problems, especially if we don't have all of our weapons. Yeah, what makes me concerned is the forecast right now for Saturday. I just That's checked true. before we got on the podcast, 70% chance of rain right now in West Lafayette on Saturday. That's not looking good. And, and I was like, oh, maybe it's just, you know, just in West Lafayette, but I checked by other Indiana locations on my phone. They weren't as high as West Lafayette, but all of them showed <laughs> a decent chance of rain. So I'm like, okay, it must be over the whole state on Saturday. So yippee. Um, yeah, hopefully. I mean, we got a couple days. Hopefully, yeah, we do. Hopefully it hopefully pushes change. back till Sunday or something. Yeah. It comes through earlier on Friday. But I agree with you. I think we got to strike uh, early and get, get up on them, make them pass the ball. Um, I don't know. Iowa – Hasn't proven besides last week that they can score points, but mm-hmm. their defense can though. Their defense can. Um, their special teams, I think, I believe, is not too bad either. So, I mean, they're still a well-coached team. I mean, Ference is a good coach. Mm-hmm. His son might not be able to call plays very well, but uh, um, or know what a 21st century offense is. But I do like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I do. I do like that. 
you know, Jeff, this is a program that Jeff Brom's had success against, and mm-hmm. now you get a bye week, an extra week to prep for them. So I do mm-hmm. like that. Um, looking at the series history, Purdue leads the series of 50 wins, the 39 losses, three ties. Current win streaks, two, win, two wins. Longest win streak for Purdue in the series is 20 games from October 28th, 1961 to November 8th, 1980. Wow. Longest losing streak is nine games. That was from October 15th, 1983 through October 26th, 1991. <laughs> Home record against the Hawkeyes, 29 wins, 17 losses, one tie. Away record, which doesn't matter since the game's not at Kinnick this weekend, but it's 21 wins, 22 losses, two ties. Conference record uh, for Iowa. Uh, it says conference record four and four. I don't understand what that means um first matchup was zero to 16 iowa win on october 22nd 1910 <laughs> last 10 matchups five and five mm-hmm. largest margin of victory was a purdue win 58 to 13 on november 8th 1980 smallest margin of victory is a one point win on november 15th 1975 total points uh 1800 average points 19.57 so interesting little history there it kind of something that like it's almost like a manufactured rivalry by the Big Ten for some mm-hmm. reason. Like they like the I mean I don't know if it's the color scheme, but it always seems like it's kind of like a running joke of they're our most hated rival for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't have a problem with that. Obviously, there's some been some things recently from the football program that haven't been very good. Uh, that is probably warrants a firing, but who might say that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's always usually a pretty good game. I always seem to like playing Iowa. I think mm-hmm. always, they're always usually pretty good games for the most part. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. in basketball, they're, they're pretty fun. They're easy to, easy to hate in basketball. That's though. very true. Uh, Ferentz is the longest tenured coach. Uh, I believe he got hired either 98 or 99. So he's been there a l- little bit. And it seems like every time his seat gets a little warm, they rack off a 9, 10, 11 mm-hmm. one season. Um, there's so always, yeah, there's like a good stretch there where he would like, three years of, you know, average to being pretty bad. And all of a sudden, yeah, they have an eight, nine, when they get a nice little yep. new new contract and then back to five wins. I even remember uh, it was probably a decade, so maybe even a little longer. The NFL was kind of sniffing around on him, and then they really gave him a pretty nice extension to keep him away from the NFL. I mean, they've, they've put some decent pros. For or sure. Pre- decent plays in the pros. I mean, obviously, they were kind of, you know, tied into you there for a while. Mm-hmm. They've, you know, I mean, they had what's the uh, – Defensive end they had a couple years ago. Um, AJ Epineza. Yes. Um, then TJ Hawkinson, who got traded today within a division, yeah. which yeah, the LK Lions give the, the Vikings <laughs> who win division another weapon. That's smart. Um, but they, they've had so you, Robert Gallery didn't really pan out, but he was the number two overall pick off its tackle for the Raiders back in the early 2000s. Bob Sanders for the Colts back yeah, in the Bob early Sanders. 2000s. Uh, Chad Greenway, um, they've had some Dallas good Clark. linebackers. Dal- yep, Dallas Clark. Um, Noah Fant on the Seattle Seahawks right now. Right. So he and Hawkinson were both first-round picks the same year. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, Iowa and Notre Dame are kind of known as tight end U uh, mm-hmm. for good reasons. Penn State, too. They're up there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll, it'll be fun. I'm actually glad it's a noon game. I was hoping for noon. I, I knew it wasn't going to be a night one because even though Michigan – and Rutgers is a night game. The Big Ten doesn't like to do night November games, so it's either noon or three thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was happy to see it's noon. It's sold out. It's been sold out for a couple of weeks, so it should be a good environment in Ross State. And 
really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Get a win and get bowl eligible. That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be nice. I mean, we Destiny's still in front of us. The West is still mm-hmm. in front of us. You go four and you win the West. There's even a scenario Purdue could lose one game outside of Illinois as long as Illinois loses to Michigan also, and mm-hmm. Purdue could still win the West. So there's a path to still win at eight and four. But nine three sounds a lot better. Yeah, that's kind of my – and it really shouldn't be a worry, but you never know with – I mean, they're college kids. Like, I hope they're not looking ahead to next week's game against Illinois. <laughs> who who would have thought we are going to say that back in August? <laughs> Especially for football. It's the one thing yeah. to talk about. You know, you know just talk about you know, potential game day scenario happening in Champaign, Illinois. It's like – I was talking to my bosses of the Illinois fans. It's like, man, you never would have thought that. They'd be talking Purdue, Illinois, uh, game day for football. It's like you can see it in basketball when they do those games because, it's you know, Great basketball schools, but yeah, for football, it's usually been. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's weird. Well, well, it's the it's the lure of that's one of the Power Five schools game day's never been to is Illinois, mm-hmm. which is hard to believe. And you know, Illinois got one loss in the year was to Indiana in a game they should have won. They kind of got hosed oh, yeah. by the refs, but you know, I remember watching that game. And I'm like, this is the same old Illinois team. Mm-hmm. Same old, same. Well, they still haven't played the greatest schedule, but you got to play who's on there. Yeah. I am kind of laughing. I was kind of laughing last night on Twitter. Um, a bunch of Illinois fans were responding to that tweet about game day potentially having interest in Illinois and Purdue, and they're like, "Yeah, that's is that's it. That's if Purdue doesn't screw it up this week." And I'm like, "You guys got to play too." <laughs> I mean, I know you're 17 point favorites against a Michigan State team that looks like hot garbage right now, but still, right. like, I would laugh if you guys are the ones that mm-hmm. lets the ball drop. So, I don't know. They're cocky bunch for whatever reason. Like, especially, I mean. I don't know what it is, but I mean that's one series Purdue's done really well is the Canon series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always usually it's like when looking. I mean, back when we played what three three trophies a year, it was like we, we felt pretty good about getting two out of the three with the Canon in the bucket, and then the, the shillelagh was always the if you always, get it, yeah. it's, it's if you get right. it, it's found money at that point. Right, right. Uh, um, and you know, my dad's always told me my whole life, even for football or basketball. A key to a good season is beat the three eyes. Mm-hmm. Illinois, Iowa, Indiana. It's yep. true. It's true, especially for football when you only play them once. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you can win those three, you're usually having a pretty good season. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be a fun one. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'll get my score prediction here in a little bit. But uh, let's go around the conference. We got a full slate of games this weekend. Mm-hmm. Seven Big Ten games, which is nice. Um, starting with Ohio State at Northwestern. Ohio State's a 38-point favorite. It was, yeah, I was talking I mean, our good buddy Cameron Screeton, who's been on the podcast with us before. He sent us group chats like, you know, Ohio State didn't look good against Michigan State – or no, against uh, Penn, Penn State. Penn State, yeah, and they still won by multiple touchdowns at the end. Like, it's they're on another level. Um, I think they cover, honestly. I- I do too. I, you know, usually this is a game I would be nervous if I was an Ohio State fan because Northwestern plays them tough, especially mm-hmm. in Evanston. Not this year. This is just way different talent levels this year. And now the, you know, these college football playoff rankings are coming out. Like, yep. I mean, I feel like, I mean, it's pretty, you I mean, really one through five. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one, you can't slip up. I mean, nope. obviously someone will slip up between Tennessee and Georgia, which we'll cover here in a minute, but. Yeah, it's. I mean, you got Ohio State, Michigan. So obviously, that game is going to be huge at the end of the season. Um, I can't imagine them taking two Big Ten teams, unless like unless there's 
just absolute chaos in the SEC for whatever reason. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, before the season, I had both Ohio State and Michigan in my playoff, but I oh, don't. Right, I, yeah. don't, I don't foresee it. I don't think happening now. Um, I do think Ohio State's the best team in the country, though. I know they're number two. Really? Tennessee's number one, and, and Tennessee deserves number one winning at Alabama. I think Ohio State would beat Tennessee head to head. I'm pretty comfortable saying that. I know Hayden Hooker's good, but Ohio State's got so much talent. And the, I mean, besides Penn State, the only other game to struggle in was Week One against Notre Dame. They still won by double digits. They mm-hmm. haven't been in a close game all season. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean Marvin Harrison Jr. is just. A, He's a problem. He's still got no. You have to play him next year. That's the thing. So <laughs> That'd be kind of cool to see him yeah, come to Ross State next so good. year. But... Totally different player than his dad was, but man, yeah. he's good. Um, Carson killed me, but either. <laughs> that, that, good point. Good point. I'm glad you said it, not me. Not uh, interesting one here at uh, at Madison at Camp Randall, six and two Maryland at four and four Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a four and a half point favorite. Is Tongue of Iloa playing is the big question. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he – I don't think he's been – I've got a coworker who's a Wisconsin fan. He said yeah, there's nothing been written about Tongue of Iloa lately since he's got hurt against Indiana. So I'm going to go with Wisconsin. I think so too. I think Wisconsin's got a little mojo back. I mean, they're probably out of the race for the West. Not technically yet, but they probably are. Uh, but I think they get it done at home. Minnesota uh, got a much-needed win over Rutgers, blanked them last week, 5-3 and three at 3-5 three and five Nebraska, but I still cannot believe this line. Minnesota 16-point favorite. Here. I just – I think Minnesota will win, but I don't yeah. think they cover a 16-point no. spread. I don't understand. I don't think so either. I think it's a, I think it's a one-score game. There's some lines around college football this weekend that have me just scratching my head right now. I'm like, <laughs> what in the world is going on? But – uh, Nebraska's sneaky. I still, I, I, I it's read, at home. I mean, Nebraska they have a, obviously a good crowd. Read something on Twitter today that uh, Arizona State might be interested in their in Nebraska's interim head coach. So, really, mm-hmm. we'll see. Number sixteen, Penn State, sixteen or fourteen point favorite at Indiana, who is bull hopes are fading fast. Mm-hmm. It's an ABC game, by the way. <laughs> ABC. <laughs> I hate how they get these ABC games and these big fucks. Well, it's because it's because they play because they're in the they're East. Playing, yeah, they're playing Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. I know, I know. It's, it's not them. I know. <laughs> oh God, it's not them. Uh, I think Penn State bounces back after. I think they're pretty pissed off after dropping that Ohio State game out on the Hoosiers. And the just lost their number one wide receiver, so they're going to be that doesn't hurting. help. No. Well, and, and I'm sure the juniors and seniors are still ticked off about the 2020 game in Indiana. Yeah. So. Even though that was a sham of a year, uh, I think I think Penn State wins and covers. Penn State doesn't, has no one to blame but themselves that game. They they you're right. They, oh, they, they scored super early. Yeah, the, the guy they, if the guy slides at the one, they win the game, and he yeah. went in the end zone, and then just stupid things happened. Um, but that was just an awful year to even be around in the NFL. Thank God we weren't out and about. No kidding. <laughs> have to go to games. Three and five Michigan State has a bunch of problems. Four guys getting suspended. Why do you – What I mean, the Michigan kid probably – he was asking for it, don't get me wrong, but to think there's not cameras in that hallway or the locker, you're just an idiot. I, I don't – You know, it's probably to blame with, for the poor facilities of Michigan. You know, only have one tunnel. Yep. You just yep. – it, it's just – 
You can't have it in today's game. You can't have it. They probably won't let us take the world's largest drum next year up there. <laughs> um, no, yeah, that, was, that was awful to see. I mean, I think, it yeah, was. The machine guy was, prob- was obviously probably, you know, didn't help himself, but still, it's like, yeah, I mean, also, no room I mean, for that. I'm not surprised it was Michigan State either. Like, you could, if that would, if you would told me Big Ten team, people another team, like, I'd probably Michigan State. I know, <laughs> I know. They 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 get that reputation. Honestly, it's too easy. Um, they are 16 point dogs at number 14, seven and one Illinois. If Illinois wins this game and covers that spread, yeah. I mean, I don't really we know one Illinois. I, mean, I know a couple of Illinois fans, but like. They're going to be on another level. What, what Illinois does is they force turnovers, and they don't turn over mm-hmm. very much. And Chase Brown's yeah. a top five running back in the country. So they got a good formula. Yeah, I think Illinois wins, but they don't care. I think this is a close game. I hope it's a close game. Uh, Greg McManus on YouTube saying four more got suspended four by more. MSU today. Ooh. So what, that's eight total? Is that eight total? Because it, origi- it was four originally, wasn't it? Yeah, I knew, I knew a four originally, so. Oh, boy. Maybe Illinois does cover that spread. <laughs> they do. Um, I think they win no matter what. Michigan State's yeah. a train wreck. $95 million train wreck. Uh, <laughs> them and Texas A&M. Um, yeah. Yeah, if Illinois wins this weekend and Greg says yes, so that's eight total. Um, wow. if, if Illinois wins against Michigan State and wins against Purdue, they lock they lock up the West. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, they better lock Bielema down. Yeah, no kidding. Um, he's a big guy. He's a yeah. I know. I I would only be Wisconsin's not gonna bring him back. I don't think Nebraska's a fit. If Iowa opened up, that could be interesting since he played there. But they're not gonna open. I up. Forgot he played there. Yeah, they're not gonna fire fans. Uh, the uh, night game number four, Michigan, twenty six point favorite at four and four, Rutgers. I haven't really watched Michigan. I tried to watch a little bit of their game against. Uh, the Michigan, yeah, the Michigan State that we were talking about, and I, by the time I turned it on, it was already over. But I mean, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Yeah, I think I think they roll in this one. I do too. Uh, Rutgers is not good. They're not a good football team. Uh, around the top twenty-five, we'll pick a couple matchups here. Interesting one Friday night out in Pac-12 country. Number twenty-four, Oregon State, who's six and two, travels to six and two, Washington. Washington is a three and a half point favorite. I'm gonna go with the home team here. Go with the dogs. I am too. Huskies, I'm going with the Huskies. Yeah, they're dogs. Yeah. I'm going with the Huskies. That's gonna be a good one. Good for Oregon yeah. State. I did not realize until this week that they had hopped in the ranking. So me neither. It's interesting because we played in Week One last year, and yeah, basketball team went to the Elite Eight couple in the COVID. Oh year. my gosh, uh, I forgot year. about that. Well, I think wow. they, like, they like there was no they had no chance of being turned unless they won the Pac-12, and they did win the Pac-12, and then they go on a run in that Mickey Mouse tournament. That. Wow. Good memory. Uh, Texas Tech, who is 4-4, four four, travels the number 7-8-0 TCU, who is a 9.5-point uh, favorite. Are they the sixth team in the college football ranking? Alabama. TCU's getting no love right now. Are they sixth? Is fifth Alabama? Fifth Michigan. Oh, okay. Fourth is Clemson. That's right. I was just looking at that. Okay. I think TCU. I think yeah, they're going to play the chip on their shoulder now. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean they're going to have to just go scorched earth to get any sort of have any sort of chance of making the playoff. Unfortunately, who, who do you give coach of the year to right now? Sony Dykes, Brett Bielema, or Josh Heupel? Heupel, right now, yeah, probably just because they beat Bama. 
<laughs> Even though I mean, Bielema, I mean, Illinois has been a just a train wreck of a program, and yeah. Tony Dykes' first year at TCU taking over for a TCU legend. I mean, Heupel did pretty well at Tennessee last year, but yeah, you're right, it's probably it's Heupel. Um, speaking of Tennessee, the game of the weekend, number one against number two. Well, technically, Wait, by college what football, is this line? College football, it's it's number one against number three. Uh, Tennessee at Georgia, and Georgia's an eight point favorite. That line is criminal. I think I thought for sure it'd be like maybe like three points. I don't know. I mean, I know Georgia's defense is really good, and I think Tennessee's defense struggled a little bit. I think they're as bad as some people say. Um, maybe it's my hatred for Tennessee, but I think Georgia wins by double digits. I hope so. If it was at Neyland, I take Tennessee, but oh, it's on it the at, road. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Tennessee by three touchdowns, <laughs> probably. Like the place is an absolute madhouse. Um, I don't know. It's just I'm just because I'm just preparing myself for the inevitable. But I think <laughs> Tennessee wins this game. Oh boy. <sighs> They do say that for a big, like, packed stadium, Georgia's, like, quiet. I've always heard that out of, like, really? the crazy stadiums. Georgia's really quiet for some reason. So, hmm. Something to keep an eye on there. Well, and what, Tennessee fans travel really well, too. So They do. They you do. You know, they're going to – there'll be a lot of orange down in wherever University of Georgia's at. I can't remember. Athens. Athens. Yeah. Now, this is one I don't understand in, in Big 12 country here. So you got five and three Texas on the road at number 13, six and two Kansas State, who just beat Oklahoma State last week, uh, 48 nothing. And Texas is favored by two and a half points. I, d- I don't get it. I mean, is it just the college football wanting Texas to be back? I, I, I think Kansas State wins. That defense is, if a Big 12 team can have a nasty defense, they have a nasty defense. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Kansas State takes care of business. Hey. Uh, Texas is so easy to root against, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, good one, SEC country. Number six, seven, one, Alabama at number 15, six and two, LSU. Bama's a 13 point favorite. I mean, now, I mean, now that they're on the outside looking into the college football playoff, they think they're going to have to just just annihilate everybody in their, in their path. I mean, assuming Bryce Young can stay healthy. Um, I think Bama wins. I think they cover that spread. You know, I think Bama wins, but I'm going to throw Brian Kelly a bone, and that feels disgusting saying. Um, I think LSU keeps it within 10 points. Okay. I mean, that'll be, that place will be rocking. It will. I mean, it'll be a night game, Death Valley. It'll yep. be a really cool, really cool um, environment to go to. That's supposedly the loudest the statement in the country when it gets going. So, according to the college football experts, you know, who knows. Then we got Clemson, who is number four in tonight's college football playoff rankings. 8-0 at 5-3 Notre Dame. Clemson's a three-and-a-half point favorite. Does Marcus Freeman finally get his big signature win? They've had good wins. You know, they won at Syracuse and at North Carolina, who were both ranked at the time. But does he finally get that huge win to get the whole Notre Dame fan base on his side? Or does Dabo and DJ and Clemson take care of business? I think Clemson takes care of business. I do too. I think Notre Dame keeps it close, but I think Clemson wins. Uh, one more here. Let's do uh, number twenty. Wake Forest six and two, who got shellacked by Louisville. Go Louisville! At uh, <laughs> is it going to matter though? I mean, in real like, 
Probably not. And look at their schedule too. It's pretty hard um, coming up. So yeah, 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 it's pretty hard. That that loss to Boston College is probably going to do him in. Um, Wake Forest is at number twenty-one, six and two, NC State. But here again, Wake Forest is a four and a half point favorite on the road. I do think NC State is playing a backup quarterback, but I'm still Mm -hmm. taking the home team. I'm gonna go Demon Deacons. I'm gonna change it up. All right, Brad Lambert. Lambert is defense (laughs) out there. Um, but yeah, Louisville, here's, here's Louisville's schedule. And I know this is something I don't even really want to talk about, but we're probably going to have, they do play James Madison this week, so they should get bowl eligible. They're five and three. They should go six and three. All right. But upcoming, then they go at Clemson, NC state at home and at Kentucky. Yikes. They are on a uh, three game win streak. But that loss on October 1st, 34-33 at Boston College is a killer. Mm-hmm. Their other losses are uh, week one at Syracuse, 31-7, and week three versus Florida State at home, 35-31. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, at the beginning of the season, that, that Syracuse loss looked pretty bad. We're like, oh, man, like they got whooped by a bad Syracuse team. Like He's definitely getting fired. It's like then Syracuse actually rattles off. Bunch of wins. I mean, yeah. Like, then they lay an egg against Notre Dame, and now Notre Dame fans, yeah. we we did something that you couldn't do. Well, <laughs> you know, if our tight end and coach don't have a sportsmanlike contact, penalties back to back, we probably win that game. Or just take away any one of the dumb penalties <laughs> that we had in the last half. Yeah, drive. yeah. That's just uh, that's that's one when we look back in years to come on the season. That's one that's still gonna be uh, infuriating more so than yeah. Penn State week. Oh week. yeah. Uh, but uh, Boilers, Hawkeyes, Saturday, Boilers, a four-point favorite. Score prediction, MVP prediction. Or player-to-game prediction, I should say, not MVP. Boilers, 21, Iowa, 10. Oh, okay. I would be all on board with Iowa only scoring yeah. 10 points. I feel like I'll give them a touchdown. Mm. I'm going to change it. I'm actually going to change it now. I'm going to say 21-17. Getting closer to mine. I'm going 28-17, yeah. Boilers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, play the game. Uh, bounces back. Aiden O'Connell has a, has a good game. I like it. It's the mistake-free game, I should say. I like it. So, yeah, I think I mean, I was even as good. Uh, I think they definitely keep us in check, but I think uh, a late uh, score by Charlie Jones puts us over the top. Which I like it. Amazing. A little Chuck Sizzle. Um, and he, he would be the easy answer for a player to game. Yeah. But I'm going with his former Iowa Hawkeye counterpart. I'm going with Tyron Tracy this game. Okay. I've been waiting for him to really bust out one of these games. Um, he's got mo- he's had moments, mm-hmm. but um, this is a good one to do it. You know, everybody's going to be sus- uh, suspecting Charlie Jones to be the guy, mm-hmm. but maybe Tyron comes through. Because Purdue, I mean, we're, we're four games left in the regular season, still haven't established a number two wide receiver. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't think we're going to really. No, but I mean, really, Payne Durham's our number two. Yeah, say by yeah reception it's Payne, but by yeah. position, actual receiver position, yeah, it's yeah, I don't know. Even though I I kind of think it's T.J. Sheffield, my opinion. I think I think you're right. Yeah, but it's hard to make a slot guy number two. Speaking of slot guys, I did see that Dorian Bryant and Matt Light are going to be the honorary captains. Really? Yeah. Boring been up to lately. Yeah, I don't know what he's been up to. Of course, Matt Light went to have a really good pro career with the Patriots. Um, and he's involved with a few different foundations, I know. But I don't know what Dorian's been up to. So it'd be cool to see them on campus. I like how Purdue's bringing back 
mm-hmm. full players as honorary captains this year. Yeah. Kyle Orton, Rob Ninkovich, uh, Mark Herman, I believe, has been mm-hmm. one. Um, I know I'm forgetting a few others, so but it's been neat. been really neat. So, yeah. It will be a fun environment. And then uh, uh, actually tomorrow night, I believe, uh, Purdue basketball has their exhibition game. Couldn't even tell you who they play. Truman State. There you go, Truman State. They just lost to Iowa. I think they actually kept it close for a bit with Iowa, but then Iowa pulled away. But it, it is hard to believe that next Tuesday is going to be the season opener against Milwaukee. It just mm-hmm. doesn't feel like basketball season should be here yet, no. but it is. It's, it, it, it does help when we have a good football season going. I mean, mm-hmm. it, there's been too many times in the past where like counting down the days to basketball. Because after after week two, it's like, okay, football. I mean, yeah. we still yeah. have yeah. So it's, it's fun to have two programs who are relevant and competitive. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll do no, – no guarantees out there, but we're going to try to do a – Purdue basketball season preview, full season preview slash trivia show, maybe maybe on Sunday if, if our schedules allow it. Uh, but if not, Evan and I are going to talk a little bit about the basketball team just so we cover our bases just in case. Mm-hmm. But we'd like to have Andrew and maybe a couple other special guests on to give their thoughts as well. But uh, I really don't have a lot of expectations for this team this year, and that's what makes it intriguing, exciting, and fun. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Um, of course, the more and more I read, the more and more I'm like, all right, I think we can like I go from like let's just make the tournament to like I think we should be top four in the Big Ten. Like we might be able to compete for the Big Ten. <laughs> it's just never ending. No, I mean I'm you know love what I'm reading about the team. At least I, I feel like you know especially the guys at like Golden Black now on the On Three Network. Yes, um, go subscribe for a dollar right now yeah. if you haven't done so. It. Um, just hearing them, I feel like they do a pretty good job of not just blowing smoke up or you know what's about yep. the, about the teams. Like they do a pretty like good about being level headed and not getting too out of hand. But I'm I'm loving what I'm reading about this team and just kind yep. of just the tenacity they're going to have and you know the young guys. I mean, we know we're going to have a lot of hiccup. We're probably going to beat a team that maybe we aren't expected to beat. Maybe like Gonzaga. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, want, I, I just I want to beat West Virginia so badly because I yeah. want a shot at, at Gonzaga. Yeah. Um, but then I can also see us losing to a team that we shouldn't to, lose to. Um, Watch us uh, beat West Virginia and lose to Portland, who somehow knocked off yeah. Gonzaga. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how like guys like Braden Smith, Fletcher, who, who started against the in the scrimmage yep. against uh, Cincinnati the secret scrimmage that we have video and statistics. Yeah. I love how these future scrimmages are just totally not. <laughs> well, it's secret like, anymore. I mean, I guess the problem with secret scrimmage, but like Gonzaga and Tennessee, they, they put it on pay, like pay-per-view essentially. Like it was for charity. <laughs> it was for charity though. So that makes okay. sense. Okay. Um, and Tennessee minus their best player absolutely took them to the woodshed. And the, the leading scorer was a player who transferred from Indiana state key who I think played us pretty well a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah. He shot the ball well against us. Yeah. He like had like, I think he had like 26 points in that game. Um, but I mean, it's not, it's not like we handled the pressure really well. I mean, Cincinnati's physical, which is what obviously painter wants out of us, out of a thing like that. Um, because obviously, I mean, just because they're of their youth, they're going to get picked on. I mean, Braden, so we talk about all the time. I mean, he's not a big guard by any means. Um, he's small, but it's not like he handled his own. I don't know how good Cincinnati's going to do. They actually lost their other scrimmage. They played against the not so great team. Um, but I mean, it's I don't really put too much stock into those things. Obviously, if we win the scrimmage, I'm like, all right, 
we're winning everything this year. But if we like last year when we lost, it was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. These things don't matter exactly. at all. Exactly. But um, yeah, I'm loving what I'm reading. I think it sounds like Edie's gotten, it just looks like he's gotten bigger too. Hopefully he can be more of consistently physical. I think last year we saw some lapses where some games he was an absolute force to be reckoned with. And sometimes he, just because of the physicality of the game, maybe got to him a little bit. Um, which fully expecting, trying not to get, trying to tell myself that I don't get frustrated when I see three guys hanging on him and no foul called by the officials. Um, but I think the what I'm worried about is our three point shooting. I know we have a lot of good shooters, but similar to the 2019 2020 season, I don't feel like we're a proven shooting team because when we really, really, I mean, Newman to a point, but even then, like, I mean, he's had, obviously had his lapses, you know. Gillis has shown to be a decent shooter, Morton, but those guys aren't, aren't high volume by any means. You know, you know, first knocking down. Obviously, we know Fletcher Lawyer is a great shooter, but again, freshman, you never know. Um, but if we can knock the shots down, we could be. I think we could be pretty dangerous in the Big Ten. Yep. No, I it's a season goal for my, of course, make the tournament, but I always like that. Get that double buy in the big 10, mm-hmm. be top four. I want to keep that streak going. Cause that means mm-hmm. we had a really good season. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of, it's going to set you up as a pretty decent seed in the, in the yep. tournament. Like if you're, I mean, I, as we saw last year, you know, sometimes if we feel like playing on that Thursday and getting that top four seed on Friday when they haven't played a game seems to be like, and we saw with Indiana last year, they, they played number one seed Illinois and, I mean, it was a close game, but I mean, Indiana did a lot. It kind of dictated that game a lot. Um, but as we saw, you know, they were they had to win that game just to even get a play-in game, and we don't want to be in that situation. So, no. yeah, that top four seed would be pretty nice. Where is the Big Determined this year? Is it Chicago? I think it's Chicago. I think I think you're right. I think it's Chicago. It threw me off when they had the media day in Minneapolis this year. Yeah, no, no. can't wait to Big Determined. LA, and then the first games are starting like what 3 p.m. in the last game of the day on Fridays. It's starting at like eleven <laughs> thirty. Oh yeah, that's common. That's common. They'll move the college. They'll move the Big Ten football championship game out there at least for a year. It's mm-hmm. it's no doubt, no doubt. It's it's common. But, uh, I mean, Big Ten championship. I mean, it doesn't make. I mean, it, it will make sense, I guess. But like at SoFi, it would be would be pretty cool. So, that would. Uh, having it at that would be pretty sweet. That's that would. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, basketball season. I'm I'm right there with you. A lot of depth, a lot of newcomers. I'm anxious to see how they play out. Interesting non-con schedule, then a a fun Big Ten schedule like always. But uh, should be a fun season. Should be a fun <laughs> season. So it's got got to have its ups and downs, bumps in the road, like you like you mentioned. But I think overall, when it's all said and done, come to March, I think we'll be uh, pumped up uh, to try to make a run at something again. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. I think this is. I was going to say it's going to be a pretty much more normal painter team. Yep, that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but it sounds like this team is a team that's going to want to share the ball a lot. What I am worried about, though, is I don't want this to be like the 2019 2020 team because it was well, that team was fun to watch and we had some good games. We we weren't going to make the tournament. No, um, didn't defend home court well. Lost what five games at home that year? Yeah, yeah, lost to Texas. Uh, Illinois, Michigan, Illinois, Penn State, Rutgers, because we lost yeah. Senior Day. What well, would have been Senior Day? Yeah, um, I guess five right there. Yeah, that was Boudreaux Senior Day. Because we um, whooped Michigan State and Iowa at home. Yeah, yeah, beat but, Indiana twice that year because that was the bomb yeah. night game. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, then they came. I mean, we went on the road against I got Northwestern, you know, stuff like that. But then, yeah, we weren't at McDonald's. We made a run in the Big Ten tournament. But I know that team didn't really have a ghost because we just lost Carson. So that was a big thing because we had no really go to score, which I feel like, I mean, I guess we now have Edie, but he's a, I mean, he's a post guy. We don't really have that, you know, we didn't have that dynamic guard like we had with Ivy last year. Um, who is fitting in incredibly well in the, in the yeah NBA, he's really I think he's gonna be a superstar I think I think he's yeah, yeah. gonna be produced best yeah. NBA player they've ever had yeah um but so interesting to see I just hope but I, I think what this team will have that that team didn't I think they're gonna have some dogs though I mean between Gillis and Smith um I think it's gonna be tough nosed and not back down like I think I think probably 2019 2020 team had was it had a lot of good guys, but no, like guys that were gonna, you know, bite back essentially. Even last uh, year. Yeah, yeah. Really, for the most part. Yeah, so I think hopefully, I mean, with Gillis being a upperclassman now, I think he's gonna really set the tone. Hopefully, and like, again, like guys like Braden Smith who don't seem to back down from it. I just sound like Fletcher Lewis, kind of the same mentality. So hopefully, kind of a really gritty team, which is always fun to watch. So outside of Zach Eady, who's your prediction to be Purdue's leading scorer? That's a, a tough question. I mean, it's yeah. Um, that's funny you say leading scorer. It's probably gonna be about like with like eight points a game or something like that. But I, I'm gonna say Gillis. Okay. And probably he's starter. He's, Another he's starter. A starter. I think he'll get a lot of free throws. I think he's gonna have you know one maybe two threes a game. Um, I really want to say Trey Kaufman ran. I know that's who I want to say. I want to. I want to buy in the hype that I'm reading. And yeah, I don't want to give him my Aaron Wheeler curse of, of favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing well. But hey, yeah, he was and, number three pick in the G League draft. He so. was. Yes, I'm happy to see him have some success. Um, you know, I want to say I want to say Fletcher Lord, but we have no idea what. Right. I mean, it's too hard to say right now. I want to say Brandon Newman, but I mean he may not even be starting. Um, not that I that know. you know that means anything. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with Gillis for right now. If we have a podcast on Sunday, I might, I might <laughs> based off what what we hear about tomorrow's game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's the thing. Purdue's deep. They're deep in yeah. certain positions too. Um, maybe not so deep at point guard, but <laughs> hopefully that's okay. That's okay. But yep, it's uh, it's gonna be fun. Not only is Rossi gonna be rocking on Saturday, Mackie's gonna be rocking come Tuesday. Well, tomorrow night, but come tomorrow, Tuesday. Yeah. So it's a uh, good time to be a boilermaker, like always. So absolutely. And and like I said, hopefully we can record something later this week on Sunday and kind of go more in depth with basketball and have some fun with some uh, basketball trivia like we did before the football season with our football trivia show. So which you can go check out on our YouTube channel if you haven't seen it already and. Try to see how you do against us. So, um, any other thoughts before we uh, do some sponsor reads and wrap this thing up? Yeah, it's always a fun time of year. Uh, you know, it's always fun when basketball starts because you have a lot of, you know, typically a lot of good non-conference games, even outside the Big Ten, Big Ten or and outside the Big Ten. Um, you know, I love the Maui Invitational. It's always a fun one to watch. Um, Champions Classic is always like one of the first games of the year with kind of the the, the bluest of blue bloods that we have. In, in the game, um, football it's usually I mean it's a lot. It's hard to do these podcasts and keep them under you know the reasonable time because we usually have so much to talk about. Uh, but it's a fun time of year. Yep, 
Yep, I couldn't say it better myself. And and it, it's going to be a late night on Thanksgiving this year. That West Virginia game mm-hmm. we play at 10 o'clock on Thanksgiving nights. So yeah. I'll, I'll be interesting. I'll be interesting. That's a um, wake up for my food coma. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> Good day for a nap. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking for a meal uh, before the game, Saturday or during the game, if you can't make the Ross say, maybe you want some pizza or some cheese sticks to take to your tailgate, Mad Mushroom's got you covered. Mad Mushroom is uh, one of the two sponsors of the Boiler Breakdown again this season. And when you use promo code BREAK5 online, you get $5 off any order over $20. Or if you're going in person, just tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you. You can get $5 off any order over $20 that way as well. And... Uh, Make sure to try out their new pizza of the month. Today is November 1st, so you know what that means. New, new pizza. pizza. New pizza. This month is Todd's Honey Sriracha Chicken. It's their house-made honey sriracha sauce with chicken, pineapples, mozzarella cheese, and finished with a chive garnish, starting at just $14. So get two of those bad boys. That puts your total at over $20. Use this out go break five, or like I said, in person, just tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you. You get $5 off. Or if you just want one pizza, make sure you get a cheese stick. Even if you want two pizzas, you got to get a cheese stick. No, you cheese can't sticks. go to the home of the original cheese sticks and not get a cheese stick. So. Speaking of cheese sticks, I was in Toledo, Ohio last week, Thursday, Friday. And on Thursday, I got lunch with a coworker at uh, a place, I think it was downtown Toledo. I don't really know. I didn't really know where I was. Um, I was like, we went to a pizza place called Home Slice. Nice little joint. It was pretty dead. It was middle of the afternoon. Um, but my coworker and I, we got their cheese bread phenomenal fantastic cheese bread still couldn't hold a candle to the yep. mad mushroom cheese sticks like it Nobody made me will. like i was these are so good but man it makes me really want mad mushroom cheese sticks and i'm sure you did this this is probably a dumb question but did you ever just order a large cheese stick and call it for all the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest thing was what sauce do i want tonight with it do i want garlic yeah. do i want marinara do i want ranch I, so all between, I was between cheese. marinara and just cheese sauce. Yeah, like cheese, sauce. cheese sauce. It's yeah. hard to go wrong with cheese sauce. So. Yes. I'm pretty sure for a Super Bowl one year, I ordered just cheese sticks. As my, as my Can't go wrong with the cheese sticks. They are the home of the original cheese sticks for a reason. So like we said, if you're tailgating, if you're just watching the game at home, if you're going to celebrate a, hopefully a big boiler victory over the Hawkeyes, Go to Mad Mush, tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you, or use discount code BREAK5 online for $5 off any order over $20. That's Mad Mushroom. Feed your head. Find a Hawkeye fan after we beat them. Talk your crap, but then take them to Mad Mush and buy some cheese sticks. And make them there feel you go. Better. Yeah. Yeah, be the bigger person. Yeah. Well, Webby, we are both representing the shop tonight with some T-shirts. I stopped in one of their two locations last week and finally bought myself a new shirt, which I'm going to take the overlay down so I can kind of show it off here. I got the world's largest drum Solid shirt. shirt. Solid shirt. Um, put the overlay back up here so you can do it's the rest comfy, of your read. What? Oh, it's, it's very comfy. It's very lightweight, but nice material. Yeah. Good form Move fitting. around. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Bullet Breakdown is brought, brought to you by The Shop. The Shop has been bringing shirts and hometown apparel to fans since 2011. From their humble beginnings in garages and basements, you can find them at their two retail stores and online. They make comfortable shirts. It makes everybody happy. Shop is located in Carmel and Indianapolis, as well as online at theshopindy.com. They make the best shirts period, hands down. Uh, next time you're shopping online, use promo code BREAKDOWN for 25% off your order. 
I think it was a new sweatshirt release. They have a new hoodie, a pretty hoodie. It's the eyes being of the drum Tanner. If you're, if you're watching online, uh, with the script on the drum that Tanner's got, uh, they have that on a hoodie, black hoodie, gold script looks phenomenal. Uh, 50 bucks, but obviously 25% off. It gets you a nice little discount there. Uh, it's hoodie season now. Didn't feel like it today. It was at least in Indiana. It was pretty nice today. Yeah. It's, summer, but. it's supposed to be nice this week, but that's what I love about fall is, is hoodie weather. And, and we're in November now. It's not too early to stop your Christmas, start your Christmas shopping. Absolutely. So take advantage. Break down for 25% off the shopindy.com. Or you can stop in either of their retail stores as yeah, well. Yeah, one in Broderpool and one in Carmel. Carmel is the one I stopped in at. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice, nice little shop. All right. And that's just coming out with some new pacer gear too. If you're a pacer yeah. fan, yeah, I, 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 I do not follow NBA near as close as I used to. My pacer fandom has gone way downhill. But when I saw that 31 shirt, I was like, I got to get a shirt of my favorite NBA player of all time, Reggie Miller. Mm-hmm. I just got to. So the Flo Joe design on it, mm-hmm. chef's kiss. So. All right, Webby, any final closing thoughts? Nothing. I'm glad to be back doing a pod. Hopefully we can get Andrew mm-hmm. on. So we can have a, our three-man crew again. Uh, it's been a while. Yes. It's, it's been uh, not con. It was not con for a <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But this is a great, as I remember I said, it's a great time of year. You know, basketball starting is, you know, as, as much as I'm trying to hinder my expectations, because last year it took a lot out of me as I probably did a lot of pretty yeah. fans, just the high expectations and, and I'll make yourself just knowing the theme down south will probably be pretty good this year too. So I just don't want to deal with that. So I'm kind of like, I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm okay if basketball season doesn't come right away. Right. Um, but I'm excited. The more I read about it, like I've seen a lot more articles pop up and the New Jersey's are absolutely sick. I think they've grown on me so much. I liked them the first, but seeing them more and more, I absolutely love them. Can't wait to see them on TV and in person. So I'm excited. Yep. Good. Yeah, I, I wasn't huge on the New Jerseys, but the more I've seen them, they're they're definitely growing on me pretty fast. So hope we get a gold variation, though. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I hope something or another throwback or give us give us one more design. I'll be pretty happy. So give me a Brian Cardinal era throwback. Bingo. There we go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. So, all right, Webby. I think that's gonna do it for this week's podcast. Let's boiler up, hammer down, and beat the Hawkeyes. Boiler up.